Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. I just finished a series on the, the, um, you know, the, the church, the church of Christ. It's our duty to correct the world. What the world is not doing well, we are not to superimpose ourselves into it. We are to correct it. We are to, what is wrong is wrong. Cyber fraud, whether um, the, what do you call it, um, the, the whites came to colonize us and they did havoc to us. So we are getting back at them. I actually met a guy who told me the same story that the whites have actually messed us up. So one of the ways we are getting back at them is to do it through 419. But you see, we need to move on. You cannot rob Peter to pay Paul. You cannot say because somebody stole from you, as a result, you have become a thief. If you are stealing because somebody stole from you, then the law will catch up with you. We have EFCC in Nigeria that goes after cybercrime. So there is a law against it. That you have not been caught, whether the law is, you are, the people, the personnel are conniving with you and all of that, that you have not been caught. What you're doing is wrong. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 20, verse 1, a good name is better than riches. I just pray that our structures and our systems will be right, where we will have a system where when you walk, you will have reward for your labor. Why are people going to the US, people going to the UK, people going to Australia, people even going to Malta, all kinds of people, Nigerians are traveling out because we have a country where our leaders have not done well in allowing the system to run effectively. My prayer is, Nigeria, we come to that level where you graduate from school, you get a job, you know that in the next five years, 10 years, this is the level you are going to be, and that is how it's going to work. It's not by having two heads. If you are getting it right in the UK and America and Canada, where we are running to, we can get it right here. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to quickly talk about the vision of Church for Real. So the message this morning is the vision, the nation. The vision, the nation. So follow me carefully. You can see if you can put, okay, it's already on the, on the multimedia. We are used to this vision, right? Now, I've been in Church for Real since inception, 2006. 2006, Church for Real started at Poise. I, I was there. You know, not the very first service, but I joined a few months later. So, we had a vision that says to be a community-based church, influencing social change and economic, you know, things, blah, blah, blah. The vision is very long. So in 2015, uh, I, I was part of the CEC, assistant pastor to Pastor Chris. 
So we had a session, and we said, this vision is not taking us to El Dorado. What do we do? So we jettisoned that vision, and we came up with new vision. And so the vision we came up with, listen, was to raise transformed individuals who will positively influence their world. That was where it ended. To raise transformed individuals who will positively influence their world. So a few months ago, I was praying for church so passionately, and I was looking at the vision, and God opened my eyes and said, there's something missing here. I said, what, it, what is it? He said, you need to add this line. He said, there are a lot of people who are influencing their world who are not even transformed, right? But the Bible says that there is no righteous, no, not one. And the Bible also says that some will come on that day, we did this in thy name, we did this in thy name. And he said, I do not know you because you have not done my will. So it is not your good works that guarantees you access. It is what you do via Jesus that guarantees you access. So to raise transformed individuals who will positively influence their world for Christ. To raise transformed individuals who will positively influence their world for Christ. Listen, this guy is the main guy. This guy is the main guy. The, the call to action here is this guy, Christ. And so if you've listened to my message for the past two years, I've talked about the kingdom, I've talked about the church of Christ, all that I preach is Christ. Because God said, let the attention be on Christ. If the attention is on Christ, then the foundation will be solid. If the attention is on Christ, then we should deal on the doctrine of Christ. If the attention is on Christ, then we will not talk about religion. If the attention is on Christ, then we will not talk about denomination. If the attention is on Christ, we will not talk about segregationalism. If the attention is on Christ, we will not talk about division. If the attention is on Christ, we will talk about unity. We will talk about love for mankind, not even love for the church only. Love for mankind is very, very important. Jesus Christ said in Mark 16, Verse 15, he said, go ye into the world. If the attention is on Christ, we will be inside the world. The Bible said Jesus was in the world, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, but canceling them. So Jesus was inside the world. So our job is to go inside the world, not to get out of the world. I know what we've been told, that being issue, is that we should not be part of the world. Now we are to be inside the world, reconciling the world to Christ. That's actually the ideology. Not isolating or eliminating ourselves from the world, but inside the world. Okay, so I'm not going to decipher the vision today. There is plenty of time to do that. In short, from 2015... That period, 2016, 2017, a lot was said on the transformation agenda. 
you know. And so that was what brought about the different directories we have today. Before, it wasn't like that. So we have For Real Academy, who is supposed to, we have Outreach, who is supposed to bring in the people. We have For Real Academy that is supposed to clean the people and indoctrinate the people. The word indoctrination is very important because you see, for a man to be transformed, he needs to know something. So, For Real Academy does the indoctrination. Then there is Expression Directorate. Expression Directorate is to give you the platform for you to go out and express yourself. So, you are not to express yourself in church. You are to express yourself in the world. You are in the world. That's where we are. The day you became born again, God does not take you out of the world. What he did was to leave you there. So you became born again, you don't have to resign your job. You became born again, you don't have to leave the streets. You became born again, you don't have to leave the home that you are. You cannot dissociate yourself from people. So what happens is that as you are born again, you begin to represent a kingdom inside the home that you belong to. So if you are a street man, you became born again, you are still in the streets, but this time you are acculturizing the people within the streets with the gospel. Jesus Christ said, go and preach the gospel to the world, for every creation. So if you are whatever industry and system you find yourself, you are to preach the gospel. Now, the word preach means to proclaim, to publish. Not necessarily to take the microphone and begin to shout, no. You are to publish. There is something that you are expressive about. So when Jesus Christ said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, when the Holy Ghost comes, you shall be witnesses unto me. The word witness means for you to be a living testimony of something. So what are you what is, what is it that you are living for? That is it that you are a witness. So when Jesus Christ says, go and publish, it means that let your life sound. Let your life sound reflect the gospel. The Bible says, let your light so shine that men will see your good works. It will not end there. And they will glorify my Father who is in heaven. A lot of us are good. I like what um, Onomeo Brute said in a video. He said, you can say salvation is personal. Yes, it is personal. But it doesn't mean that you should re re remain in that state. Your salvation is personal, but you have to express it. You don't have to keep quiet about it. Let people see you and see the light of God shining all over you, and they will now come to God. The reason why you have a good life the reason why things are working for you is because of the gospel. The reason why, you know, you are a good person is because of the gospel. So you must learn to publish the gospel. You must learn to express the gospel. Very, very important. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. The vision, the nation. Give me Genesis chapter 25, Verse 23. If you have, um, I would like to read it in the message and the um, TPT. Okay, let's read it in TPT. 
And Yahweh said to her, saying, Two sons in your womb will become two nations, and the two peoples within you will become rivals. One people will become stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Give me in KJV, King James Version. Give me in KJV. Great. And the Lord said unto her, listen to this. Two nations are in thy womb. Now, listen. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew or Aramaic. In those days, the language that was in vogue was Aramaic. So when Jesus was alive, you know, Jesus in his days around the Palestine and all those areas, he spoke Aramaic. But the first five books of the Bible which you call the Pentateuch, or Pentitude, as the case may be, is when you talk about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. These are the first five books of the Bible. There is a certain sacred book called the Torah which the Jews use. In Judaism, they still use it to today. And so the first five books of the Bible is highly sacred. Now, I have gone online to try and have a snapshot of the Torah. And I've seen one or two things there. But when I go to Israel, I actually like to look at the Torah and, uh, you know, get some information. So, but based on what I have seen in the Torah, the, the Torah is actually a very, you know, sacred book that they use in those days. And so, the word nation, listen to this. When you study the Bible, don't study the Bible from a literal perspective only. Look at it from a contextual perspective. When the word nation is used in the Bible, it's not referring to a geographical location. Very important. If you can get that clear, then the foundations that you are, sorry, if you can get that clear as a foundation, then the, when you are laying layers, in, of understanding is going to be clearer. When the Bible says there are two nations in your, in your womb, the word nation in the Hebrew word that is very popular is goy, G-O-Y, G-O-Y, goy. And now goy does not talk about a physical location or a geographical location. It talks about a people. So when God was talking to Rebekah, the wife of Isaac, he said, there are two people in your womb. In short, let me read it in Amplified. You will understand it better in Amplified. Um, just in, let me read it from my phone. Genesis 25, verse 23. Okay, see. And the Lord said to her, the founders of two nations are in your womb. That's what he said. He said, the founders of two nations are in your womb. So, when God is talking about a personality, he's actually referring to a people. So, I am here to tell you that you are not just an individual. A lot of people are attached to you. And like you know, Jacob, who is the second son, or let me, uh, Esau, the first son, came out first. And the word Esau 
It also means Edom. And it means a red man. When he, Esau came out, according to the Bible, when he came out of the mother's womb, he was reddish. And so they named him Esau. So immediately, the brother Jacob was following him and held his heel. That's what the Bible says. The brother held his heel. Even in the womb, they were fighting. In the womb, they were fighting. It was because they were fighting in the womb that Rebecca went to pray and God spoke to her about what was going to happen. So God told her, two nations, two people are in your womb and the older will serve the younger. Right, so when Esau came out, read this guy, immediately Jacob, meaning supplanter, someone who tries to usurp, somebody who follows, came out immediately. And we know the story. At the end of the day, the promise was followed through Jacob. Now, Jacob had 12 sons. And those 12 sons became the 12 tribes of Israel. The same with Esau. He had plenty of children. And so, whether you like it or not, they have become a nation. Not only in terms of geographical location, but in terms of a people. So the word nation means a tribe. It means a culture. It means a group of people. It means a community. I like this last one. It means a commonwealth. So when God looks at you, God does not look at you from the position of an individual. He sees the people that have been attached to you. The same way, when you look at yourself, don't look at yourself from the perspective of an individual only. Yes, you are an individual, but a tribe is attached to you. Now, let me break this down. What is a tribe? Not tribe in terms of the physical tribe that we hear and see, but tribe in terms of your originality and your peculiarity. So when Jesus Christ said in Matthew 28, you know, verse 19, he said, Go ye and preach the gospel to every nation, ethnos. The word ethnos means a group of people having similar ideology and philosophy, doing the same thing, with the same cultural values. So, you are a nation. Stop looking at yourself based on the perspective of, I'm in Nigeria. No. You belong to a culture. You belong to a tribe. You are an influencer. That's the word I'm looking for. See yourself as an influencer. Who is an influencer? An influencer is somebody who does something and other people does the same thing. That's why some people who preach leadership will tell you greatest leaders are people who are charismatic. They influence other people to do things. That people are following you doesn't necessarily make you a, a leader, no. That you can influence people to do what you are doing makes you a leader. Somebody with me. Now listen to this. The church 
is supposed to be an influencing body. So, for example, somebody somewhere, let me, let me, let me break this down to reality. Somebody somewhere wore a native dress eh? and wore shoe and did not wear socks. And so we say, oh, it's in vogue not to wear socks when you wear a native. So somebody came out and said, ah, why should I wear shoe and not wear socks inside, even if I'm wearing native? So somebody started wearing socks. Another person came out and said, ah, ah shoe, not shoe. If I wear native, I can wear any cap I like, and I can wear trainers or canvas on it. So today, I see people, they wear canvas with native. They wear sneakers with native. I see people dress the way they want to dress. Somebody started it somewhere. I'll tell you who an influencer is. A certain guy went to a party. And they served him pounded yam with the normal, one of these normal Nigerian soup. And he looked around, everybody who were eating pounded yam with soup, they were using fork and knife. But he, he told himself, he said, this is an African food. This is a Nigerian food. We invented this food here. When we started eating pounded yam, eba, and fufu, there was no fork and knife. And you know what he did? He removed the fork and knife that they gave him and said, please, can I have water, please? They gave him water. And he washed his hand, rolled up his sleeve, and started eating with his fingers. And they were all looking at him. And they said, ah, why is he eating with his fingers? Sooner or later, the other guys who were Nigerians, who were using fork and knife to eat, Realize that after all, this food, na finger, they take the eat them before. In short, how can you to really enjoy pandet yam? You need to use your hand. Lick the soup. Make the, if not, make it a draw from your hand. You know, that's the, that's the flair. How you go use, you use uh, this thing, fork, cut, sorry, knife, cut the thing. You know, sometimes you will be struggling trying to put the soup inside the, what do you call it, inside the fork so that it can enter your mouth. You know, the flow. Food that you are supposed to eat, sharp, sharp. My brother, you are there. Make it stay in you all your day. Yeah, you have arrived. Praise the Lord. So he started eating the food with his fingers, and you know what happened? The other guys dropped their fork and knife and said, My, I know feet. And they started using their hands. That guy has succeeded in influencing the other people. Now, listen to this. So God said, there are two nations in your womb. It means there are two tribes in your womb. There are two people in your womb. The older will serve the younger. The word nation, like I've explained, is not referring to a geographical location. It's referring to an influencer. Somebody say, I am an influencer. Praise the Lord. There was a certain big man in this country. You know, we are told that if you want to wear wristwatch, you wear it on your left hand, right? So people are used to wearing wristwatch, wristwatches on their left hand. A certain big man in this country started wearing his own on the right. Started wearing his own on the right. And all the people who believed in him 
who followed him as an influencer started wearing theirs on the right. Let me ask you a question. Who are you influencing today positively? Who are you influencing positively today? Who are you influencing positively today? Or what area are you influencing? To be an influence doesn't mean that you have to go to the mountain and begin to shout. No. To be an influencer mean, doesn't mean that you have to do something extraordinary. Just be original. Original for Christ. Just be original for Christ. You are a nation. You are an influencer. So what Jesus is expecting of you, or is expected from you, is that you influence your world. You see, my major problem with the church is that we have not been teaching the right message. And what you hear is what determines what you do. Recall, a few Sundays ago I said, your philosophy controls your sociology. It is what you believe in, that is what you do. And what you believe in comes as a result of what you hear. So if you've been told that a nation is a geographical location, you are going somewhere. Going somewhere. That is why vision is in expression. It is not in location. I repeat. Vision is in expression. It is not in location. You express yourself as a church everywhere you go. You don't need to say, ah, by the time I get to this place, I am going to express myself. No. The gospel that has been handed over to us is the gospel that does not have boundaries. So, that's what Jesus, everywhere he went, he was making influence. He was influencing his world everywhere. The Bible says, our God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power that he went about doing good. Listen, if you have it, it will show. If you don't have it, it will not show. That's the truth. So when Jesus Christ was sitting down, he was sitting down at a party. He was sitting down at a party. A wedding party. And they came to tell him that wine has run out. There is no more wine, master. He said, wow. Woman, you know my time has not come. But nevertheless, I have it. I will express myself. It was what he told them to do. Those pots, they were using it for purification. It was not supposed to be drawn. But he told them to draw from the pots. As they drew from the pots, what happened? They realized that the wine that came out from those, the, the pot that they drew from was sweeter than the one that was served at Bidisho. Everywhere Jesus went to, he was an influencer. He was an influencer. He sat down by the well and waiting for his disciples to bring food for him. He saw a woman. He saw a woman. And the next thing, he started conversing with the woman. Every spirit of inferiority complex, I rebuke it and I cast it out of your life in Jesus' name. Some of you, when you sit down in the bus and a beautiful lady comes and sits down beside you, you cannot even say, hi, how are you doing? You are afraid. 
Well, what are you to feel? Say, I want to stamp. And so, what's the big deal about that? Women like to be toasted, not be so. After all, your intention is not even to toast. Have quality conversation. You are an influencer. Say, how are you doing? Your dress is fine. Thank you very much. I'm going to a holiday. Where are you going? Conversation has started. Recall, when they came to Jesus, they saw Jesus talking with a woman. They kept quiet. They didn't say anything. I'm sure one of the, Jesus had 12 disciples, right? One of them, I am sure, would not say, ah, this master go like babes too. And listen, if you look at the story of that woman, that woman had five men, and she was not married. It means the woman sharp for eye. Do you understand what I'm saying? The woman, you know, there's something about her that's striking. Yes, yeah, sex. Do you understand what I'm saying now? But Jesus had a conversation with her. Are you getting it? And Jesus told her, irrespective of your weakness, I am ready to give you living water. It's not about what you've done. It's not about your current status. I will give you living water. Is expression. Influence is expression. Influence is not in a location. It's in expression. Everywhere you go. You are in your car and you give somebody a lift. You are expressing yourself. You enter a restaurant. You just want to buy chicken and chips. The person that is serving you, you are expressing yourself to the person. Hallelujah. Even your vendors, people who are serving you, the people who are in your house taking care of your children, the people who come to sweep your house and clean them up, clean up your house, you are expressing yourself to them. The gospel, like I said, that we have heard before have not allowed us to express ourselves. Christians are very, very conservative. Christians are very, very into themselves. Even when they are, even in school, I grew up, and even in class, the happening guys are the guys who are courtists, are the guys who are terrorizing the school. I wish I knew what I knew now. Listen, the happening guy should be you. When you enter the class, let them say yes, the main guy has arrived. Because of what I know now, anywhere I go, you must know I'm dead. I've said it before. I used to be very, very quiet and conservative. I used to keep to myself. But since Jesus exposed me to the ministry of his kingdom, my life changed. You are an influencer. Let people serve God because of you. Let them not say, I won't go to church again because of what you have done. No, let them say, which church you they go serve? I joined a company, and the owner of the company, long time ago, the owner of the company is a pastor. And so, he's a redeemed pastor. So, he brought these, um, is it Open Heavens, they call it? Yeah, they have this daily division now. And so, he put it on the reception. So, every morning... We pray before we start work, and somebody will share the word. So no roast town necessarily. Anybody can share. So one day, 
they gave me the devotional to share. I opened it. I started sharing the devotional. When I finished, you know, when, when they gazed at Jesus, that first time he entered the temple, and he opened the book, and he said, today, this scripture is fulfilled. When I finished, that's how they were gazing at me. They said, wow, we've never heard it like this before. A few days later, a lady came to me and said, which church do you go to? It's not about church. It's about the revelation that I have in my spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying now? It's about the revelation I have. I was already, before I was ordained a pastor, I was already called a pastor in my environment. It's about the revelation that you carry. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto what? Unto salvation. So, if tomorrow I plate my hair like Shedrach is plating his hair, Right. In short, I, I, I like it when I see Shedrach. I say, yes. Fine guy. If tomorrow I plate my hair like Shedrach is plating it, or tomorrow I put earring, for example, right? And I wear suits. I'm still expressing myself. It has not reduced my identity in Christ. In short, there is a place that you will go to, plate your hair and wear earring. They will say, yeah, this is our guy. This guy belongs to our own, you know. And you speak their language. You say, yes, we are from the same world. Now, listen to this. Here's what I'm saying. Let's not put emphasis on a location. Let's not put emphasis on a place. Let's put emphasis on the expression. You plate your hair, you wear earring as a guy. You can still cast out demons. Is follow come is inside of you. The word nation is goy. It's about the tribe. It's about the people. It's about you. He said, two nations are in your womb. The elder will serve the younger. He said, Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Not going into that. But however, I'm here to tell you that you are a nation. So when we say to raise transformed individuals who will positively influence their world, this word individuals, as I'm talking to you now, you are an individual, right? You are hearing. But inside of you, you have people connected to you. So when you are transformed, which I believe you are, you are supposed to go and influence your world. Hallelujah. Influence is in expression. If you don't express yourself, you cannot influence your world. Do you get what I'm saying now? So, for example, let's put it in context. You make small chops, right? As you are making small chops, you are using the small chops to influence your world. Now, let's assume you are a tailor. You make clothes. As you are making these clothes, that is your sphere of influence. You are using it to express yourself as a nation. Praise the Lord. Listen, the emphasis is on you. You, 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 you. The emphasis is on you. The emphasis is on you, not a location. The emphasis is on you, not a location. If Nigeria will be better, each one of us here, we must put the emphasis on ourselves. 
and stop putting it on physicalities and locations and different, oh, if I reach there. You know, some of you, 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 you tell yourself, okay, this one year, I'm in the cooler. If I reach so and so place, I will express myself. No. Jesus never, the only time Jesus had a quiet moment was when he was waiting for his time. Immediately his time showed up. The next thing he did, he started expressing himself everywhere. To the, to the children, he expressed himself. To the high priest, he expressed himself. To the politicians, he expressed himself. He expressed himself everywhere. Express yourself everywhere. Express yourself everywhere. I was somewhere, and there was supposed to be a queue, and people were trying to scatter the queue. I said, no, let's maintain the queue. Let's follow the line. I expressed myself. What is wrong is wrong. Let's correct it. If you keep quiet, your world will be a disaster. The reason why people around you are doing what they like is because you are, you are muted. Talk. Express yourself. Influence is in expression. It is not in location. Church for real will only give you the platform to help you express yourself. I don't, I'm not looking at not looking at physical things. I'm looking at you as an individual, expressing yourself because you are a nation. A lot of people are attached to you. You must know that. Let's stand up on our feet. If you must forget anything, don't forget what I said. Influence is in where? Is in expression. Influence is in expression. <laughs> Hallelujah. Preach to someone this morning. Turn to your neighbor left and right. And say you are a nation. Say it with conviction. Say you are a nation. Go and express yourself. Say one more time. Say you are a nation. Go and express yourself. Preach for me, say influence, influence. is in expression and not be muted. Don't mute. Don't mute. Say it. Express yourself. Nations, people are tied to you. They are connected to you. So whatever you do, know that if it's the first time you are doing it, know that it is called precedence. First time. And people will follow. Precedence. So if you set the wrong precedence, then everybody will follow suit. Let's get the right thing done. Let's not follow the wrong precedence. How do we know the right precedence? It's when we look at the scriptures. Let the scripture guide us. Let the scripture guide us. Let's use the scripture as the basis for our decision. Not the basis. Let the basis not be on what the world is doing. The world has nothing to offer. We are only in the world to help them with the gospel. So we have something in our hands. And so we deliver the gospel. Whether it's going to work or it will work, that's not your business. Your job is to deliver the gospel. And Everything about you from head to toe is about the gospel. It's about the gospel. 
everything about you from head to toe is about the gospel. Don't say, ah, um, today not be Sunday. If not, I would have casted out this demon. No. You are the carrier of God. You are the expression of God. You are the one expressing the very nature of God. Father, I thank you for your word today. We will express ourselves everywhere we go. We are a nation. We are a tribe. We are a people. The same way Esau and Jacob, they were founders of people. The same way we are founders of people. Lord, everywhere we go, just like Jesus, he went about doing good. We will do good. We will express goodness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. How many of you, before we give our offerings this morning and we have communion to break? I don't know. I was busy getting ready for church. How many of you listened to the president broadcast this morning? I heard he was going to broadcast to the nation. How many of you listened? <laughs> it is where. <laughs> you are getting ready for church. You know, I remember when I was a when I was a little child in the 80s, um, when I was a little child in the 80s, you know, it was one television station we had then, not all these plenty private stations. Immediately we hear that the president of the nation wants to come and, you know, there, I think IBB was the guy then. Um, eh? IBB in the 80s, yeah. So, immediately we hear... Tan, 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 tan. Everybody will be rushing to the TV to want to hear what President has to say. But now, nobody cares. Eh? You have your phone, right? I'm just saying, even if you have your phone, I'm talking about the interest. The interest. Effective leadership. Is not in words. It's felt. I repeat, effective leadership is not in words. It is felt. You feel it. Praise the Lord. I want us to pray for our nation, Nigeria. Let's stand up briefly. Let's pray for Nigeria. Praise the Lord. And this is the prayer I want us to pray for Nigeria. that there will be a supernatural intervention I saw a statistics a few months ago where it says that the British government has given visa there are two countries in the world that the British government has given visa to for the past five years Ranking on top of that is India and Nigeria. 
Well, India, you can say, okay, they are about, India is close to like 2 billion people right now in terms of numbers. Nigeria, last census, about 200 million, 250 million. So, we are still not up to the number of India in terms of population. The most populated countries in the world is India and China. So, if they are traveling, it kind of makes some sense. But in the past five years, the country that the British government has given visa to more, Nigeria is there, ranking as top two, or let's say top five. The pressure on the embassies is heavy. If I take censor today, I'm sure that 60% of the people in church today want to leave. Maybe 60% is conservative. Let me say 70-80%. Now, here's my prayer. This is what I want to pray. Praise the Lord. I believe in the realm of the spirit. I believe in spiritual intervention. I want us to pray that our leaders will get it right. They 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 will get it right. Let's just pray that God will intervene. How he's going to do it, I don't know. If they tell me that one day the exchange rate will be this high, I will not believe it. And so it's affecting every area of the economy. You know how it's affecting it? Virtually everything we do and use here is important. And so people who import it has to convert those monies. And in the process of converting those monies, it's high. And who, are, who, who is suffering it? You think they are, the people bringing it, they are the ones suffering it. They are putting the cost inside you know, everywhere and they are passing it to you. They are passing it to you. You are the one bearing the brunt because you are the lower part of the ladder. Let us pray for spiritual intervention. Hold somebody's hands and pray. Let's pray a prayer of agreement. Hallelujah. I remember a few years ago we had a president that was so difficult. I remember in school then we prayed and after the prayers. Somehow, certain things happen. I want you to pray with your brother and pray with your sister. Say, Father, intervene in the case of Nigeria. Intervene in the case of Nigeria. Once upon a time, a liter of petrol used to be 70 cobble. I remember very well. 70 cobble. It was increased to one naira and there was riots. Today, a liter of petrol is above 600 naira. Who would have thought? And petrol is what we have in our backyard here. Who would have thought that one day none of the refineries will be working? How on earth? Who does that? When you would take your natural resource and you go abroad to go and import, I mean go and refine, and you now use money, hard end dollar to bring back into your country. There is something there is something wrong with the way our leaders are thinking. It's not ordinary that you would take your natural resource abroad and you now use hard-earned dollar to import it again into the country. 
And so you are saying there is subsidy. No, something is wrong. How God is going to do it, I don't know. But our leaders have gone, they've, they've gone haywire in the way they think. The Bible says the heart of a king is in the hand of the Lord. Let us pray this morning for spiritual intervention. That is what we need. Makale intosiba. I want to hear you pray with a passion. I want to hear you pray from your heart. Father, intervene in our country. Lord, intervene in Nigeria. Good leadership is felt. Good leadership is felt. Lord, we are saying we want to feel leadership. Lord, we pray for your intervention. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that prayer was said by the church. As the church prayed, Peter was released. There was a spiritual intervention because the church prayed. There was a spiritual intervention because the church prayed. There was angelic visit. God sent an angel to come and deliver Peter. Lord, we are praying for spiritual intervention in Nigeria. We are praying for spiritual intervention in Nigeria. The appetite for corruption in the name of Jesus will address you. We destroy you from the root in the name of Jesus. In the mind of our leaders, everyone that has a right to make decisions for the people, Lord, we are saying that person is in your hand. Lord, we ask for spiritual intervention. Decisions made will be in favor of the people. Will be in favor of the people in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray this morning that there will be a spiritual intervention. You are God Almighty. We don't know how you are going to intervene. But Lord, we believe that you will intervene on our behalf. Because the church of Christ has prayed. There is intervention already. In Jesus name we pray. Hallelujah. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International. Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.